Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Highly Suspicious Podcast with Louie and Preston. My name is Louie. My name is Preston. We are reporting once again live from the Trap House. The one and only. Now, wait, wait. Before, before we go any further, you listening to this right now, you. Yeah. If you are listening to this and you have not pressed subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, you are fucking up because I know you should sleeping on us. You never know what press is going to do in a day. He might he might forget to remind the people of an episode drop. Oh, shut so up. so the way that the audience avoids this, just skip the middleman. Just cut out the middleman, cut out Preston, make both of our jobs easier. Yeah. Subscribe, man. You will get the shit you'll fucking know. at midnight like an album drop every fucking Thursday. Every Thursday. Every fucking Thursday. This we are in a relentless stage of this, and we are just gonna yeah, keep. We're just going. gonna keep doing it. So, tune in now. Like I was saying in my post today, tune in now so you don't have to jump in in on the bandwagon when this is the You'll biggest be too podcast on the planet. Yeah, then you can't be that asshole who's out there like, well, I listened to them first actually. Yeah, you could be that asshole. Don't you want to be that asshole? We so, all secretly subscribe. Do. It, uh, and speaking of Preston. Please go to Instagram right now. Give us a subscription. Give us give us some likes. Interact with us. Tell Interact us, with us. Tell us that we're fucking wrong to our faces, but not literally to our faces. You know, on online like it's the 21st century. Don't be scared. We're just people, man. But we're better than you because we're podcasters. <laughs> I wanted to follow up on something that's very important to very this world. near and dear. Aliens. Obviously. Martians, particularly. Interesting. One of our best conversations was that, uh, that Doors on Mars episode. That shit was hilarious. That shit was hilarious. That was one of my favorite episodes. So, the Perseverance rover finds organic matter in rock samples on Mars. Bro, that sounds like there were fucking at least microbes on Mars at some point in the past, which makes sense. They had liquid water at some point in the past. Fuck it. Those count as Martians to me, honestly. Perseverance has uh, spent the last year and a half on Mars exploring an ancient lake bed called the Jezero Crater. Its job, basically, was just to find rock samples. Yeah. So that's what it's been doing. That's kind of crazy, dude. I remember when they were, like, first discovering water on Mars. Like, ice water and and on the moon, which is insane. Like, in our lifetimes, those are crazy scientific discoveries Mm -hmm. because that just shows like yes in a way the earth is special but not that special yeah you go back long enough maybe mars looked a lot like earth that's entirely possible that's one of the best theories that i've had on this show that mars got fucked up by people yeah and people just went crawling over here it just makes so much sense so basically the analysis done on these rock samples indicate organic molecules but what the team found was the largest concentration of organic matter yet during the mission organic molecules make up organic matter and are considered to be a key indicator of life and by definition any material produced by yeah produced originally by living organisms so that's a sign of life 100 percent. basically it's a sign of life now with science this is something that a lot of people don't get but with science 
you don't want to just jump off the cliff with something and say this is absolute definitive proof mm-hmm. that that there's Martians basically. Yeah. Because then you sound silly. Then you then sound you like sound us. Silly. Then you sound like us, fucking some average Joe schmo. Bozo's trying to they're aliens. Bozo's trying to make it uh, entertaining to have people listen to us. But you know, because. You could say that this is goofy shit that we talk about, but we're also... It's, I mean, this is something that really happened. See, and in a way, I think about the like the idea of whether or not there's life elsewhere in the universe being a rather philosophical question. And so, to, to talk about it like and not be goofy about it like some people are, is very useful. Like, it definitely yeah. makes it worthwhile to actually talk about stuff like that, because the implications are interesting. It's the same for AI, which is all speculative, but definitely so not to be laughed at, necessarily. So here's the question. Going back to the discussions that we've had before about the door on Mars, for example, do you think that this is ancient alien life? Do you think that this is uh, I would say long gone alien life? Or do you think that there's still possibly life on Mars right now? I think there has to be liquid water for it to actually, for me to feel like it's possible. However, maybe there is life and it's just under the surface of Mars. And maybe underneath the surface of Mars, it has maintained some moisture. And so it's possible that there is life underground because we find life that in sense? crazy conditions on the planet Earth around volcanic vents. And it looks nothing like you could imagine. Doesn't that make sense that if... The core of right. the planet is geologically molten. active. If you're deeper in, then the water wouldn't be frozen, right? Yeah. Isn't that the natural progression of thought? So, I don't know. I don't know. I like thinking about that kind of stuff because it kind of creeps me out. Thinking thinking of, like, little green men is kind of fucked up. And that's racist towards aliens. Oh, oh no. Space racism. <laughs> so, literally... I love video games that do a really good job storytelling. And in a lot of those, it's like they set different points that change the timeline. Uh Uh-huh. And so, like, where do you think we will verge off and, like, be a space-faring civilization? Well... Because that's a key point in a lot of those stories is where it's like, as soon as humans figure out how to travel faster than light or at light speed, it's like you have stellar colonies. But that makes it kind of Hollywood because we're trying to do stuff like that now, you know. And True. it's not like no, a Louis, turn the it fucked on up thing. part is yes, maybe we'll go to Mars, but that's not even like sustainable. Honestly, we should find a planet that's like Earth if we are trying to colonize somewhere else in the solar system, which is mm-hmm. fine. I understand. Like, there are a lot of fucking people, and that would kind of solve the population issue. You know, I had a conversation with Phil about this this weekend. That sounds like something that's right up Phil's alley. He kind of got me to see it a different way because whenever I've thought of like having like a space colony, having like a moon colony, having like, yeah. you know, whatever. I've been playing uh, Wolfenstein, it, so I'm thinking about like the colony on the moon that the yeah. Nazis have. And that's, it, a, that's achievable. We can do that. It's, and we could start a colony on Mars. But the it would com- just be expensive. The thought process I've always had until this weekend was 
that you could never make something self-sustainable out there. So it, it's almost not even worth it if it's going to be a huge waste of resources. I mean, it's possible. But what Phil said, he said that uh, the moon has these huge deposits of uh, something called helium-3. Yeah. There were and actually some recent discoveries for a some substance yeah. which can be used to... Like, it was discovered by China, which is interesting. But it also makes sense because recently China has been working on nuclear energy and working for a, uh, a fission reaction like Point. the sun. And so that's fully sustainable. That's an ongoing reaction that gives you energy equal to the sun. And so... If they can get it right. I've seen that too. So that is like the only way that we get to these really sci-fi-like levels of technology is the energy source needs to be right. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of energy source that powers light speed or uh, wormhole That's also what I was saying about helium-3, because if, it, if that can power spaceships, which it theoretically yeah. could, then it would lend it to be more sustainable. If you, could, if you could go back and forth between a colony on the moon, at least, and then you build some kind of spaceport mm -hmm. on the moon to make it then possible to travel to, like, Mars or further, that's realistic. Yeah. And you see that the, like, depths that I've gone through on Wikipedia reading about Star Wars lore is insane, but... The, like, world building of that is so intense, and looking at a lot of sci-fi is a good example. Like, a lot of modern technology was literally talked about in sci-fi novels right. from way back in the day. Cell and, phones, right, all that stuff. All that shit. Star Trek. A lot of shit on Star Trek was ahead of its time and kind of accurate to how shit ended up looking, which is hilarious. I think people need to be more open-minded. Yeah. Like, you definitely need to just say... I guess it's possible, because that's we, the only way that the we, ball, ball gets sort of rolling. This will sound hippy-dippy of me, but we so we often... We also gotta work this, together, man. This is gonna sound corny as fuck, I already know it. But people focus so much on like what's impossible instead of what is possible. Mm -hmm. And I know that's straight off of, like, I don't nah. know, a Windows desktop background, <laughs> but I don't know. A hang-in-there poster somewhere. It's just a lot of cynical shit going on out there like people yeah that's a lot of the reason why sustainable energy keeps getting held back because yeah. they're like it's impossible if if you say well, that something's impossible part of what's times, fucked up is like i said china's been researching this recently uh-huh and it's because they are actually doing pretty well economically uh-huh and are actually like have certain goals that they are trying to meet as a like society mm -hmm. and so they want sustainable energy to power a next level civilization, you know? Like, realistically, that is the next step. Fuck this long cold war that we've been in where it's like everybody has nukes. Ugh, nothing changes. Fuck it. Turn that shit around. Make some, make some fucking next level energy source, and then you can power whatever the fuck you need. That's how you get, like, bullet trains all over the country, and then you can travel from, like, New York to L.A. Uh -huh. in 12 hours on a train or some shit like that. Absolutely. Which would be insane. But just imagine how that would change our world if everybody can get everywhere so much faster. It's the realistic version of, like, how phones have changed our culture, where it's like you have access to the whole world virtually, but imagine if you had access to the whole world physically. That'd be crazy. It would be crazy. 
One day. One day. That'd be beautiful too. Sustainable energy source. Free public transportation anywhere in the world. We'll, we'll believe it when we see it. But not in my lifetime. I wouldn't say that. Supply the homies with that rock, John Bon Jovi. And when I drop, I better only see fire emojis. Lil Brody, this poetry be for riders only. Just know I'm not putting mileage on my Brionis. I'm with the drama conflict, diamonds inside the rolly. The Bible won't be the only thing holding. I peel my face off, it revealed the same face. My demise always a day late. Classic battle like eagle versus snake. Dragon versus leopard. Cannons blasting out the Lexus with the left hand. You just listened to Daddy Kane by Rock Marciano and The Alchemist. So, of of the underground sound, there have been two voices that have kind of been, you know, at the forefront of it. Rock Marciano and The Alchemist. These are two people that are notoriously known for their kind of minimalistic, weird, lo-fi type of sound. I fuck with it. Because Rock Marciano, he was the one who was rapping. Mm-hmm. But he also does his production, like, all the time, outside of, mm-hmm. very rarely, he's one of those guys that does all this shit. Yeah. Until this That's album. That's a dedicated man. Until this album where uh, he had The Alchemist produce it for him. That's tight. But The Alchemist is just one of my favorite fucking producers, so I'm gonna say something on that. Because every time they link with artists to do a full project... He fucking kills it. Mm-hmm. He, he has music that he produces all the Hell fucking, fucking time, yeah. and it's always fucking good. What do you think of, of this song? You knew I was going to fuck with it. You know I like that kind of shit. I love just a good vibe. It's got that sort of weirdness to it. Yeah. The, but, that beat yeah. is perfect. <laughs> all right. And it's I so love, strange. I love Action Bronson because he always paints a picture, and the whole thing paints a picture. Yeah. Which I fuck with. And like like I said, Action Bronson's funny. So it's kinda got this like whimsical sort of vibe where it's just like it's a yeah. goofy, weird vibe. Absolutely. Which is fun. Absolutely. I love a song that makes me just kinda smile when I like hear the lyrics right and I'm like <laughs> just like they do a good job. One of the number one things I look for in music, I like finding the shit that's like a different vibe, a unique vibe. Because mm-hmm. I don't even... listen to the same shit all the time. How do you even describe this beat, bro? I literally could not... I, it's fucking wacky. I can't vocalize how the fuck this beat sounds because it's just so fucking out there. I've never heard anything produced like that before. So, Rock Marciano and Action Bronson have collaborated a bunch of times. So, I think they're a great duo together. I'd love to see them make, like, a whole album together. I think oh that might be Oh, my God, sick. imagine. But that's kind of what uh, Action was talking about when he said uh, classic battle, like, eagle versus snake, dragon versus leopard. I think that's so funny. <laughs> because, because that's imagery, like you yeah. were saying. It's making me think of a dragon fighting a leopard now. I don't know how that's a classic battle, but that's just fucking funny to me. I think saying it's a classic battle makes it funny. I think that's it. It's literally just an ironic statement. You're just out here like, yo, imagine this. Since, you, ever, you ever read that How with your friends where you're like, man, just what imagine if, if a leopard <laughs> fought a dragon, man. Like, that's how you know that's it's some, some good man. shit. That's the end of the night where you're like, 
fighting to stay awake, and you're like, you know what would be funny, man? <laughs> you just start saying some dumb shit like that. And but it's hilarious. And like we talked about before, personality is so fucking important in music. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that uh, Action Bronson's this over-your-head kind of crazy yeah. Kendrick Lamar type lyricist not at all fucking hilarious he's got and a great personality like I said I bet very he's one hell of a performance to see uh huh you know I like the dude like just straight up the difference is I'd love to have a drink with Kendrick but I'd love to go out and party with Action Bronson that's a fact that's you a know fact. absolutely I definitely understand what you're saying like I bet Action Bronson is an experience. Yeah. And I know Kendrick's just out here preaching and telling a story. And so it's two different vibes. Like, they're, you can't compare the two. Because yeah. they're just entirely different. I love the, uh, I peeled my face off, it revealed the same face. And that's a bar. And at the end of the verse, this is the funniest part to me. And I don't even know what the fuck he's trying to say. But he says, nowadays, your boy looking like a motherfucking stegosaurus. <laughs> Like, what? I could not tell you what he possibly means by that, but that is hilarious. <laughs> What's the, Wait, okay, can you, what does it say before that? Because I feel like maybe there's context. Maybe I can understand. We rockin' Tim's, no Doc Martens, 80 points. Dr. Baklava, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Nowadays, your boy looking like a yeah, it's a me. So he's saying he looked like a stegosaurus. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? But I gotta go to the Rock Marcy verse too because I have to talk about him. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about him? I haven't heard of him before this. Mm-hmm. I fuck with the vibe of the song, so so far I fuck with him. I'm definitely gonna listen more of their shit because that's good. Like. Especially since you were saying that they usually produce their own shit. Yeah. That's a dedicated person, I'm sure, that I would like their music. I think that he is almost an acquired taste. and A lot of rappers are like y- that, though. You, yeah, you have to kind of go into him with an open mind. Just because when you first hear him, it sounds, he sounds very much like he just got out of bed and he's just saying some shit without really putting any effort in. Just the way he flows on me, because he's like... It doesn't have to be that serious, though, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I love that but, there's a whole selection of rap songs that are just somebody having a good time yeah. in the studio. I think it is just a veneer, though. I think it's a facade that he just kind of does that to give his songs a certain feel. Yeah. But he's really rapping his ass off, because I love a lot of the lines that he says. Like, he says, uh, watercolor eyes, I call it Walter White. I heard that one, and I fucked with that. And Especially since I'm on season yeah. three of Breaking Bad now, and it's been like so a you, week. So you get it. You know the reference. Yep. That show is so fucking good. It is. But anyways, yeah, when I heard that, I was like on season one or two, and I was just like, and I was just like, oh shit, this is literally me right now, but he's talking about this. That shit's he's crazy. He's talking to me. I really like the, he has like a dog scheme after that. He says, walk with me like a dog might. You're walking with him as his inferior, as his dog. And then he says, uh, I got 44 bulldogs. You ain't got a dog in the fight. So basically, 44 oh, bulldogs is a gun. 
he says, you don't even have a reason to fight. You don't have a dog in the fight. That's what that means. Right? You have no reason to fucking be in a, yeah. situ- a confrontational situation. He like said, that don't come at me. Fuck you. And he just says that so regularly, like, 44 bulldog, but you ain't got a dog in a fight. And it's just it's just there. Yeah, he's just saying it. And some some artists, when they have a really good line like that, they change their delivery to make it stand out to let them know, they I tried really up. hard on this. Yeah. <laughs> but he does not give a fuck about that. It's it's like we were talking about with the gayest Gouver, uh, this ski mask thing for COVID song, mm-hmm. where it almost adds replay value because you're not going to get everything that he's saying on the first time. Absolutely. This is a line I love. He says, every bitch wearing cheetah ain't a cheater, and you ain't a boss till you take a loss that's a lost leader. I thought that was very surface level until I started thinking about it, because... Now what do you think about it? Because you ain't a boss till you take a loss that's a lost leader. I almost thought that he was saying that, just kind of like joking. I thought that him saying that you ain't a boss till you take a loss... I thought that he was almost making fun of, like, the losers out there, basically. Yeah. But then I thought about it, and I think that he's being serious because uh, he says, you ain't a boss till you take a loss. That's a loss leader. That's and, real. And I didn't That's know. Life. I didn't realize this, but loss leader is like a business term. Hmm. It's basically the idea that uh, you're taking a loss. Louis, that shows how much attention you're playing in the class. It's a marketing thing, so I'm not a marketer. Oh, you're not a specialist in that that area? Yeah. Might not have shown up that day. Who knows? But but basically, a loss leader is uh, when you take a loss, you have your price so low that you're taking a loss now, yeah. but it's got long-term benefits right, because right. You, you're getting customers out of that even though you're losing in the current moment. And you can apply that to everything. Yeah, you get so, them hooked first, and then you keep them around. That's kind of what he's talking about. He's saying that he has taken losses in his life. you know. And that's how it be. And that's some real ass shit. Because some people do act like they've never lost. And you, you aren't a boss till you take a loss. That's a fact. Yeah. That's so true. Because how would you get there without it? It's impossible. I love when he... He just has a great way of, like, playing on expressions and doing, like, the homophones and shit where it makes it sound like, like I said, like he's just going on. Because I love when he says, I'm lit now, can't just be giving dick out. <laughs> and then he says, no, no, the ins and outs, they want dinner, we give them in and out. <laughs> and that's so this simple. Motherfucker. That's so simple. But I just love it. I just fucking love it. That's hilarious. But yeah, that's one of my favorite. I like shit that I can just, you know, put on and chill in the house well, and feel part hard. Of, and part shit. of what makes it uh, easy listening is the sort of flow to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's rap that really makes you think, and there's rap that goes hard, and then there's rap that you can just listen to and just vibe with. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, the and enjoy. Yeah. And I mean, that's shit. That's kind of the reason we started this podcast in the first place, because we were listening to rap that we were just vibing to and hanging out uh-huh. and, like, talking about the rap a little bit and talking about other shit a little bit. Same thing. A lot of other shit. <laughs> yeah. We have some of our best podcast episodes unrecorded <laughs> in that time before. I need to get my FBI agent's recordings. 
They know my email. They'll figure it out. They're a G. They can't let me down. I'm obvious as fuck. I, now I got some news. News. And we were talking about dumb... News alert. We were talking about, like, dumb beef shit earlier. Like, you know, sort of me versus you mentality of yeah. some people. Right now in Louisville, there's a little feud going on in the graffiti world between my man, Big Z, and this dude who writes Baker, and this dude who writes Whisk. And Whisk is like a bitch, like a rat bitch. Damn, a rat? Yeah, and so fuck them. And Baker has been beefing with my boy Biggs for a minute, and they're just going around Louisville, crossing out all of his shit. Right, they, they, there was a Biggs on the back of a highway sign, and they added a TCH over the Z, and made it say bitch, it's and those letters clever. were ugly as fuck, and it, yeah, that's one of those, it's almost clever, but like, they didn't execute it well enough, so fuck them. And he just went out and covered up his letters and left the, like, TCH, and just wrote next to it, nice letters, toy, which is hilarious. And like, he's been out here still painting. That's the thing, this Baker dude is not painting at all, is just going around covering up big shit and, like, fucking with him. But Biggs is out here doing full pieces over Baker's shit <laughs> and, and like, crossing out all of his shit and doing his own shit still. So nice. he's actually out here... Doing shit. Yeah, versus fucking Baker, <laughs> who's just being a bitch-ass toy. But my man Biggs... Classic battle, like Dragon versus Leopard. Exactly. He got fucking beat up. Damn. Like, mugged. And I got a video for you. Oh, shit. Crazy how motherfuckers pull up to fight with weapons and goons. Want to cross my shit out, but won't pull up for the one-on-one. Been pressing this fool and he running. Since you want to be surposed a lot and audience is all you care about, hit up Baker, ask him why he running. Biggs can talk mad shit. He's crazy. He would back it up. He's real about that one-on-one. He's like, fuck you and your goons. Let's do that one-on-one, motherfucker. Watch this video. He's he's the guy on the ground right now. So there's literally like two or three dudes on top of him. Yeah, there's two dudes. Yeah. But it's how do you get that video? Uh, it was somebody else there. And that was just fucking watching. Yeah. Right. I think it's it's I think it's that it's like from somebody else's story or some shit like that. Still though, if you want manned and you're on the floor, I'm gonna fuck up he said, every motherfucker. What you call that little baby rabbit punch move dudes are where it's just like doing this little small punch, not like a real punch. That's and like that's like the A move in a fighting game right? where it's just where you just spam that shit. Where it and does then it one says, health damage. It says, doesn't show the beginning or end, but for all y'all really wondering, here it is. Bruh's a pussy and won't pull up for the ones. Motherfucker only gave me a black and it don't show the end where I, on top of him, smashing his face, then get checked from behind by bitch boy. I know he walked away and I know he can handle himself in a fight. Uh-huh. So I'm sure he's fine. But look, like, straight up, that was a whole complicated piece and he said fuck you like for real fuck this guy it's some real bullshit beef, because beef just for beef's sake almost exactly like he said they just want an audience 
And if that's what you're about, fuck you. Like, back that shit up. For real. Well, I will say it is bitched up to send other people. Yeah. Oh, no, for, that's the... Fuck it. Fuck that's the dumbest fucking part to me. Because it's like, that's stupid. It just doesn't make any sense. Unless you are just a pussy. Mm-hmm. I'll just put that out there. That you wouldn't have to do that if you weren't a pussy. I'm just saying. No. Do it one-on-one like a man. I'd be mad as hell if I got jumped. I know, right? Like, I'd probably do some shit. Like, I'd be out here slashing tires and shit if I got jumped by somebody's goons. Like, if they uh, they really caught you lacking, caught you in a compromising position, like if I was, uh, if I if was you walking... Get, if you get Big lebowski and they show up to your house. I was just thinking, like, for some reason, the image of, in my head is me walking to... The garbage in my boxer. <laughs> Do you ever walk to the garbage here? <laughs> in my polka dot boxers and my wife beater. Yeah, cartoonishly. Ca- carrying my, uh, you know, my empty DiGiorno boxes. And then just get, just out of <laughs> right, right field, just get decked. That, oh that would not feel good. That would not feel good. Nah, man. I, like I'd I said, be like, damn, I, I can't even some crazy shit. I'd be like, damn, I can't even take my garbage out in peace. Because I just know they would get me on the wrong day. Because <laughs> I just know that that day I would have some shit due at 11.59. And I just know that after that conversation, <laughs> I would just be like, I, I, can't, I can't concentrate on school or work right now. I just got fucked up. Real. I just got decked from I'm behind. I'm like, well, guess I'm taking the day off. That's some real shit, though. You think that you would do anything after Dude, that? Dude, I'm, I'm saying I'm fuck that shit. Real shit? I have so little fucks for some shit like that. I literally got to work and we were down a person and it was nightmarish for a bit. And I was like, you know what? I was on the register and I had just taken care of a customer. And I was looking at the register and I was like, I could really clock out right now and just leave. <laughs> leave, leave them all hanging. No, I would convince them. Like, it was some people that I couldn't convince. I was like, guys, what if we just, like, left the store? It's like that old substitute teacher rule where <laughs> if nobody shows up in a certain amount... This motherfucker's ten just, minutes late. We can leave school. You're legally allowed to leave. <laughs> you ever, you ever <coughs> have your class try to pull that shit? I had that happen with uh, Mr. Gillum at... <coughs> At Eastern, yeah. man, he they he were never up, they were never fifteen legit. minutes late, and and somebody was like, you know, if they don't show up after so long, we can just leave. And I was like, all right, it's the last sometimes, period of the day. Let's just leave. Bro, sometimes they would have like the doors open, regardless. They would just have that bitch open, mm-hmm. and then you'd just be sitting in there. And you'd just be fucking goofing for the ten minutes that you were supposed to be in class. Big Mother- goofing. I mean, it it turns into, like, a scene from, like, a high school movie where they're throwing, like, paper airplanes and stupid shit like that. It's like the detention Drake and All Josh the jeweling the kids girls. are jeweling at the windows yeah. at the back of the class. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But the, the goons in the back are like, bet, five more seconds of freedom. <laughs> Big jewel hit. I've watched somebody at U of L just blow it right above themselves in the middle of the classroom instead of like into their hoodie or sleeve. They just decided the best move was to blow it as high into the air above themselves as possible. 
And there were high ceilings, but I was also just like, motherfucker, you realize there's just a cloud of smoke directly above your seat, right? Cartoonishly. I like to imagine that it was like a chemistry study hall where you could see the shit from wherever you were. And you were just like... And it was just this well, big so fucking it, cloud. That's part what I would of it imagine. was that it was, uh, it was like a humanities class. So it was a small classroom with really high ceilings. So it's just like, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Directly above you. But it was also some older dude who was probably just like, I don't give a single fuck. What, what is that? Is that a cloud? How'd that get there? Old people don't know shit yeah. about shit. Nah. Did I tell you the time that I was on campus and I almost slipped and fell on a fucking Mr. Fog Max? And it could have killed me. Were you like going up and down some steps or? No. What? I was walking straight and there was just some fucking uh, Mr. Fog Max in my way. And I was like, whoa. I didn't fall because it's hard to make a giant fucking motherfucker fall. But still, it was like, goddamn. It's all that uh, bike ride. You got really good balance now. Yeah. Protected you. I can balance on my pinky toe. Louis V, uh, six. <laughs> six, 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 six ballerina. ballerina. <laughs> oh my god. That's quite a picture. So I went to that football game this weekend, and uh, they had this thing set up where it was like, is your wingspan as big as the players? Are you as tall yeah. as one of the players? And there was one... I went to the uh, I went to where it was like the tall thing. Yeah. And it said that I was seven foot. It said I was like seven three. That's a lie. It was like, bruh, I am not this much taller than these the, fucking uh, quarterbacks. I did the uh, the gorilla arm length thing at the zoo last time I was Hell there. Hell yeah. And I realized that my arms were like that long. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I'm like twice the height of a gorilla with with the wingspan Crest of a like, gorilla. Bro, I was talking to somebody about how I want to get up to like 220 pounds. Like if I was 220 pounds and 6'2", I'd be built like a wall. You'd be yoked. That'd be the shit. I want to just look intimidating as fuck. I'm pretty intimidated by you. I feel like I'm going to go bald. So if I'm bald and just huge, like then it's fine. Then it makes sense. You'd look like Andrew Tate. No, bigger. <laughs> big, big picture, Louie. Big, bigger, big, bigger. Bigger. Doing CrossFit. Bigger head. <laughs> True facts, honestly. No, I don't know. Um, you know who could fuck you up? Donkey Kong. <laughs> if Donkey Kong was real, he would Donkey wouldn't. Kong would fuck you up because he's basically like a yoked... Yoked ape. He is. Yoked gorilla. He's like if you took a gorilla and gave it steroids. Yeah. He's extra yoked. And Diddy Kong somehow is supposed to be his son when he's a monkey. It's his son? They're both Kongs. Think about it. Think about it. Preston. I thought it was like his brother? <laughs> or <laughs> that would make less sense. <laughs> or, uh, we're like... Is it possible that Donkey Kong is a monkey? And he's he just, just even his, more yoked. He lost his tail. <laughs> he's just unbelievably yoked. I don't know. I feel like Donkey Kong sometimes. I feel like... 
What the fuck? I love how we, we really trail off when it's just you and me. It's not even, like, transitional. It's just, like, we saying... It's transitioning to nothingness. It's we're like how death is transitioned to nothing. We'll really just say, I feel like Donkey Kong sometimes. Oh, man. Who do you think would win in a fight? Donkey Kong or Bowser? Did he think I was going to say Donkey Kong or me? Or Dragon? <laughs> Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong or you? <laughs> Donkey Kong or Bowser, who would win? Now, see, I want listen, your serious I played, answer. I've played enough Mario games to know that Bowser is pretty easy to defeat. Okay. He relies mostly on goons. But he's also a big fucking However, monster. Yeah, he's got a shell, and he has a big old fire-breathing monster. And Donkey Kong's just a really yoked gorilla with a tie. I don't, I don't see the competition. I, I see Bowser winning. In a realistic world. Yeah. Because he's a fucking... What is he like? He's, he's Godzilla. It, yeah. Godzilla with the shell. Pretty much Godzilla. I wouldn't fuck with no Bowser. I wouldn't try to fuck with Donkey Kong either, but... I don't <laughs> Louis, know. You ever see when people try to fuck with the gorillas at zoos? Those, some of those videos are scary, man. When the monkeys get a hold of When them. they fight back. There's a video of a orangutan grabbing onto a dude's clothes, and I'm like, that thing is gonna kill him. Think about if... Like, he was fucking with it. Think about if that happened, but it was the most yoked monkey ever (laughs) created. Built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they could do the... He could do the power-up where he's like... (laughs) Blop. Cartoonish wind-up power. No, what else does throw barrels at you? Dog, I would be pissed if a monkey threw a barrel at me. You know how much that shit would hurt? And in that actual game, it only took like one life away from Mario. Mm-hmm. That shit might take your actual life away. Yeah, you, you only got one life in the real world, so yeah. you're just fucking dead. That's just that's just the facts. That's just science, Louie. Obviously. I think you bring up an excellent uh, point, though. When Bowser gets a barrel tossed at his head, what the fuck is he going to do? <laughs> Nothing. He can't just light on fire. That's not how real-world physics works. He can't just... Yeah, it won't just turn into... Uh, it won't just disappear. Pixels. Yeah. Mm. If, if But he's got spikes on his shell, so he could just go into his shell. That's true. Shit, that's overpowered then. How would anyone beat that? Shells are overpowered, Louie. That's just a fact of life. Turtles are basically dinosaurs, bro. What if Donkey Kong had a shell? Max overpowered. Holy shit. A really yoked ape with a shell. Unstoppable, honestly. (laughs) Guys, do you all think that you would beat Shell Donkey Kong in a fight? (laughs) Let us know in the comments, please. Well, that's all the time that that's, we have for this that's, episode. That's our way to tell if you listen to the episode, since we li- saved that interactive question for the end. If if you tweet us something about Donkey Kong Bowser, I'll give you a million dollars. Yeah, make, make Donkey Kong versus Bowser uh, trend on Twitter for no reason. One day we will have that much power over the internet where we can just make Twitter blow up for one stupid-ass reason. So yeah, subscribe to socials. 
subscribe to our actual podcast things, but subscribe to socials, follows on socials. We just have an Instagram up right now, but we're going to have a Twitter soon. Uh, give us a like. Give us a comment. Tell us about how fucking much we talk about stupid shit. Yeah. I don't know. Tell us if we're too stupid. And it, if that's the case, who's making you listen to us? Hmm? Blink twice if you need help. All right. Got him. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.